Welcome to Electric Evolution with Liz Allen. This podcast is about the journey to a more sustainable future in order for us to be able to do our bit to achieve net zero. I'll be discussing a variety of topics with experts in their field in order to educate and increase our knowledge of clean energy, electric vehicles and the electric vehicle infrastructure. So whether you're an individual wanting to make a difference at home, a small business or a corporate, this podcast is just for you. Okay, so today on the podcast, I am talking to Amanda Sims from Culture Dynamics, and it's going to be uh, covering a slightly different area with regards to sustainability and electrification today, because we're actually talking about developing the people that you work with to make sure that you're sustaining and developing a growing organisation. So thank you, Amanda, for joining me on Electric Evolution. I really appreciate it. We've known each other for a little while now. So if you can just um, give us a little bit of an introduction to you and sort of a bit about how we've met, etc. So, yeah, if you want to. Okay, super. Well, thank you for inviting me, Liz. I really appreciate it. Um, Well, I run, I'm I'm a freelance trainer, so I just run my own business um, delivering leadership training. That was my passion um, going back a number of years now. I have a background in the public sector, private sector, voluntary sector. and, And I think, you know, managing people, leading people was something I, I observed the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, when so I decided to to train um, and become a consultant in essentially leadership management, but also that grew into culture change management. I'm yeah. very passionate. Yeah. I did um, a postgrad course in systemic um, practice and very much have a um, a passion and an eye for the system. You know, with and of course it's the system when we're looking at continuous improvement. Actually, you know, you you don't just tweak something there without understanding how it impacts, you know, the rest of the uh, the system. And uh, and I think, you know, when you're doing leadership training, you can walk into a, a, a team of people, uh, teach them anything they need to know, you know, better time management, setting clear goals, etc. But if the culture isn't um, conducive to them performing at their best, you know, that's yeah. that again requires some continuous improvement and so what I found is when I was engaging teams is we were actually looking at you know what works really well what doesn't work very well so there was this whole continuous improvement conversation from the very outset about the system the the environment the culture they worked in but also I my leadership training always starts with change starts with you so right from the beginning they were doing the same about themselves you know, what do I do well? What do I not do so well? What can I improve on? Um, and the two go hand in hand. And so that's where our journey first connected is looking at lean. You know, um, I can't quite recall now how I how I really ca- came across lean myself. Um, but uh, we invited you in to come and uh, put that piece of the jigsaw in place. And so yeah, all yeah. our team leaders did a lean program with you I sat in on those um sessions um I I somehow chickied out doing the uh the assessments didn't I but um, you did that too (laughs) I, I participated um so that I could know um what they were learning and then when I did more training from a leadership um management point of view I could make sure that I held them to account on what you'd taught them uh, uh to integrate it into their leadership 
so uh, so that was a really fascinating journey and i know you know the company that we worked with has gone from strength to strength and and yeah. that's that's the key thing particularly you know for small um small businesses uh, at the time i think that company had about um uh, 30 35 staff mm-hmm. and they're now approaching 100 you know so the company over four years went um because that was over a four-year period they got to that that level just pre-covid mm-hmm. and uh rapid growth creates all sorts of growing pains and a lot of these team leaders have been put into positions into those positions without any training whatsoever um and having been engineers and technicians themselves didn't necessarily understand what that role really entailed yeah um, yeah so um so they sucked it up you know and and, and they were willing participants and it's been a great journey and, and and that individual company with your support my support um has you know went on to get investors in people accreditation in 2016 yeah that makes a massive difference doesn't it so how how do you ensure that you're employing the right staff for your business what what do you need to do to make sure that you're actually employing the right people well that's where it all starts isn't it so you know whether you're recruiting them at an entry level position or a team leader position or a management position what I find sometimes is the job descriptions can be very um they might be clear but are they really are they really clear about the what's important you know about not just what the job and the function is um and you know you you know have you got this technical skill have you got this engineering skill have you got this qualification but they don't always drill into what sort of personality do we want do we need a people focused person do we need someone who's got excellent attention to the detail do we need someone who's the ideas person um and if you long-term vision I suppose exactly and if you're not sure about that you're not communicating that you and you you do see a lot of people recruited into positions that they're not actually best suited to Mm. um and and often those individuals have fallen into a career path that they're not best suited to um yeah but it just means that when, you know, they might come with a lot of experience on their CV. I've, you know, I've done this job for 20 years. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're the best person for the job. Exactly. And, and it doesn't mean that they're also a leader, does it? it do, you know, because you've, you've got all these te- this, these technical skills and abilities doesn't necessarily mean that you can lead people as you go up the ranks, does it? No. And this is the interesting thing. I, As part of what I do, I trained um, with uh, the Entrepreneurs Institute as a um Uh, talent dynamics uh, consultant so I do personality profiling using the talent dynamics tool so that people will probably be more familiar with things like DISC, um, Myers-Briggs that those sorts of tools Um, um, but you've you've done you've done my talent dynamic Uh profile haven't you and Uh uh, and I think you related very well to it and and you did it for your team yeah absolutely and it's a very what I love about the model, um, just to give a very, you know, very, very short o- overview of it, is that it basically um, uh, I, it basically recognises and all these tools are based on ancient Chinese philosophy um, going back about 5000 years. But it basically identifies that people lean in one of four directions. Either they are really creative people. They're the starters, you know, the people perhaps who are most entrepreneurial, like Richard Branson, Elon Musk, you know, they're they're the ideas people. They've always got another project to work on. Not very good at finishing anything, but very good at always starting a new project. 
Yeah. You've then got the opposite to them, which are the people who are your great finishers, but they're not the one to come up with the ideas. Yeah. And they yeah. are your reliable people that you need, like customer service teams need to have this strong um, profile because they're the ones who are communicating, bringing everything together with reliability to deliver on time. Yes. Um, but they're generally not your ideas, people. Tell me what to no. do and I'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got your people focused um, uh, personalities who just thrive being in conversation and being around people and being in teams. Um, so salespeople often need that type of, of skill. And then opposite to them, you have your detail focused people. They're not so they're, they're more introvert. They're less, you know, less extrovert. They're not so. Uh, they don't flourish so much in the company of people. Their their brains are wired to look at the detail, the analysts, the researchers, um, you know, the uh, people who who love to to work with numbers. And there's about eight profiles that sit around that model, and you can have a combination of all of that, but you will lean more to one than the other, and that determines the type of leader that you are. So if you need someone to be a leader of people then having somebody whose brain's wired for the numbers more than the conversation might not give you the charisma and um and the energy that Anything. people need to be to be on you know to be motivated and um inspired um and in actual fact so i believe that everybody can be a leader but you need different types of leaders to perform different types of functions uh, and even at different times of the cycle of the business yeah, um, yeah. And unless you're really clear about what what it is that you need in a leader, you just tend to promote people into positions and they just may not be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's because it's the right time and maybe you haven't got the person that you need, but actually you need to need to promote somebody up. But it's not always the right time, is it? Might be the right time. It's not the right person for 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 the for the goal that you want to achieve. And I think in my experience quite often that's another part a missing part of the jigsaw is being really clear about what it is you want to achieve 12 months you know two years three years five years down the line that you're promoting this person into a role to to achieve that yeah you know do yeah. they actually they may be excellent at what they did in their pre in their current role but have they got the skills to achieve the goals that you're now setting them yeah. Um, and, and and often also as well, when people get promoted, they get take on responsibilities to do so many things, the sales side, the the accounting side, the the leadership vision side um, and, you know, the, the execution side. And they're actually not good at all of that. So exactly. they're that's not playing the to their it? strengths. Yeah. 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 And, th and that's and that's really difficult, isn't it? Because actually probably the reason why they joined the company in the first place because they were actually going to try and you know they were happy doing something that they loved mm -hmm. but you know obviously there are lots of people who want to develop themselves but actually once they develop themselves they stop being able to do that thing that they love yeah. so so then they start you know kind of um it, it's it's not not I don't mean a slippery slope but it's understanding how to develop those people because it doesn't mean that they can't do a management or a leadership role does it Absolutely. but what do you do to actually develop people effectively once they've got to that stage and there's a potential for them to be promoted how do you make sure that you develop them so that you can they can play to those maybe some new strengths what do you think yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this is why, you know, leadership training, you know, get, develops those skills and profiling helps individuals to recognize um, where their challenges are, because so many people go through life feeling like they're failing without mm-hmm. recognizing, well, actually, you're just being asked to do functions that don't play to your strengths. Yes. So if you're not being given the support or the training to compensate for that. Yeah. So, for example, you could be a very people focused person. You've got um, um, a lot of uh, charisma, lots of personality. You're you're you just love being around people. Great conversation. But sometimes you actually appear unreliable. to to your teams because you talk the talk but you don't always walk the walk right and um and and you might be that gets you really frustrated when people give you negative feedback if you if you seek out feedback because you think well but you know I do all of this but a lot of people especially in certain industries need to see reliability need to see the detail they do um, and so that's why you need to work, you know, be aware of that and work on that side of, of yourself um, or have people around you that support you in delivering the, those sorts of messages to your team. So they get both the personality and the charisma and the leadership and the inspiration and the vision. But they've also got, you know, your right hand person is actually delivering the communicating the detail and, you know, the progress and the data that people need. It's that balance, isn't it? It's that balance between what they're really, really good at and actually, I suppose it's a bit like, to me, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? You've got two thirds filled in maybe and then the other third is kind of like, right, okay, what do we need to do to make sure that this person is able to be supported in, in, you know, in, in the leadership skills and everything that they need to deliver to their to their you know kind of to the company that they're working for and their teams Um, and it's so 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 key because it's not just the the top people but it's that middle management as well because their direct reports are going to be grumbling if if they're seen to not be delivering what's expected and and it goes right up to the top and and if you want sustainability you know you want to grow you want to manage the the rapid growth that your business might be going through then the more you can iron out those those issues, um, the more you're going to bring everybody with you on your journey. Because these days you hear about, you know, kind of people um, disappearing. So the great resignation, you know, where where people have just had enough and they're kind of they're, they're sort of leaving companies in, in droves. But actually, it's if you're a growing company, you want to make sure that you're retaining these staff, because if they're good, why would you not want to retain them? So how do you do that? How, what do you do to develop them in order to retain them? Well, that's, as you say, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, reflecting on one's own leadership and developing the skills and getting the, the appropriate support and training to to be what people expect you to be. And, you know, that's a, that's a huge ask. But a part of that is showing that you care about your people. Um, And you invest in your people because they are the asset that will deliver the results that you want. So if you, you know, if you have the mindset that you pay someone to do a job so they should do the job, you, you, whereas job security and pay is really important, particularly in the current climate um, where, you know, where we're in an economic crisis, largely speaking, most people will leave their job either because of their boss 
um, yeah. because they're not engaged. They haven't got challenging enough or interesting enough work and they feel very undervalued and underappreciated. Mm. So so this is where things like um, your your uh, onboarding process is so important. Um, having a training and development plan for individuals you know, throughout their career, particularly in those early days. Um, reward and recognition. And, and that doesn't mean you have to have vouchers and certificates and ceremonies every week. It just means, you know, sometimes a thank you at the end of the day. I was just going to say, sometimes it's just the little things, isn't it? It's just yeah. it's just that acknowledgement of people. It doesn't take a lot. You know, it, it's a bit like if you think about the carrot and the stick, actually, you want to be giving the carrot more than the stick because that's what the carrot is, what works, isn't it? Just a tiny thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been doing a lot of the work I've I've been doing with companies, um, small to medium sized companies has been on their journey towards investors in people accreditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recognising that framework, which focuses on the quality of leadership, um, the continuous improvement journey, and also how you support your individuals um, that work for you, the development conversation is a key aspect of this. And and having a process by which you regularly have individual one-to-one conversations about the individual, how they're doing, where they see themselves in a year's time, you know, set them new and challenging goals so that they grow. And as they grow and take on those challenges and deliver on them, the business grows. Yeah. Um, so everything's always aligned to the business and the outcome of the business, but you bring those, you develop and bring those individuals with you on that journey. And so IIP call it the development conversation um, and anything you can do to to develop that will keep people engaged. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, that's, and what that's what it's all about. Exactly. And I'm sure you and Liz, you know, Liz um, and, and myself in, in the course of our careers, there've been times when we've been really you know um unhappy in our jobs and if we look back you know was it pay or was it the way we were treated the way we were managed more, more often than not it's that's how you feel at work than how much you get paid i mean i worked in the public sector so pay couldn't <laughs> really be a primary goal there um and uh, it had to be about your teamwork your lead you know your managers your leaders and and such like and 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 feeling like you were making a difference yeah. And, and do you know what? And I think that is a it, it's a big thing, isn't it? Because nobody wants to go to, to work on a daily basis to do a bad job. Mm. No, you know, exactly. all, everybody wants to feel like they're actually giving something back, don't they? You know, yeah. but it is all about the companies that you work for and how the, the, the how the companies deal with you and treat with you and what treat, treat you, not treat with you, uh, treat you and, and the culture and everything. So, you know, that it's it's kind of it's it's so important. That yeah, and companies recognise that people recognise what their company should be providing them, and vice versa. You exactly, know, just... exactly. And 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 I think one one word uh, that we do uh, word of caution that we do need to bring in is that, particularly in the continuous improvement agenda, is that you know investing in people, you know investing in in you know asking for their ideas and introducing change is also in itself a very challenging thing and a yeah, scary thing. So once so exactly. So whilst we want to work with and grow our, our individuals in our business, we want to have a continuous improvement culture. We also have to recognise that people find change difficult. Um, but again, so. that conversation, that support, that helping people to see 
the journey that the business is is on um uh, is is all part of 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 making sure that you've got the right people in the right positions um to 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 join you on that journey and and sometimes if 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 you've if you know if people don't want to be on that journey then they won't be but then yeah. that's you know that's Absolutely. that's a choice that they can make I think it's about the the transparency of the business being honest about what they see needs improving and like you say bring everybody on board with you because actually if you if you don't bring people on board then that's when you get the resistance from from you know from for changes yeah. because actually if you've not taught to people then they're going to just be well you just think well why should I why should I be involved in this but then like you say people will will leave if they if they're feeling unhappy but this is about making sure that you're you're getting people to embrace change because yes, it's not an overnight thing, but actually to become more sustainable long term, it really needs embedding, doesn't it? And it just takes time and effort. And sometimes business as usual gets in the way, and people just think, "How am I supposed to do this when I've got my daily job?" Yeah. So, and- but you have to think. Actually, it does take a bit of time, but it'll ben- <clears throat> benefit you massively long term. Yeah, and I think that um, something you said there, like transparency, is again sometimes you know we can set the vision, we can provide all the all the um, support and engagement with with staff, um, but we forget to tell them how we're progressing, or we give them too much information that's not relevant to them. You know, a lot of sort of financial data speak that doesn't really relate to their everyday experience. And and if I can sort of give a, just an analogy, I think here of of you know let's say playing a game of football, mm-hmm. you know if you're if you can create a winnable game um, for your teams and your company to say no you know this is the goal you know we want to win the Premiership right so you really set the clear vision you know you train your staff to do this to do the have the skills to to achieve that vision right yes. And, then, um, and you bring them into that vision as well by doing that, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And what motivates them along the way? Because that might be a five-year plan, three-year plan. What motivates people to keep putting the effort in when they're on the pitch is knowing what the score is. Yeah. Right? If you if you play a game of football and you don't know, you've lost count how many goals you've scored, right? You probably sort of like lose a bit of, you know, interest in keeping the effort going so it's really important that people have clear and measurable goals on this continuous improvement that they're doing to achieve the end goal and that they know whether they're winning or losing which is why um you know the uh making it making everyone feel they're part of a winnable game makes it achievable makes it exciting it motivates them it engages them and then far less likely to go off somewhere else yeah very true so I just wanted to wrap this up and just just ask you, so how how would you be able to help people and how can they contact you if you're if they, you know, to get your help? Can you just give me some details? Yeah, well, uh, um, probably the best way is to um, email me, um, which is just Amanda at culturedynamics.co.uk. Um, you know, let me know you know, what resonated with you from listening to this podcast today. And we just have a conversation about, you know, what aspect of of change or um, training uh, is is something that's going to help you on your journey to achieve your company's goals. Or perhaps you're not even quite sure yet what those goals are. And you just, you know, that would be a first step is to really 
let, let's be clear about what those goals are and what the strategic strategic objectives are to get there. Because a lot of senior leadership teams also haven't quite articulated that. It's in their heads. Yeah. But getting it onto paper in a very simple um, format that you can communicate clearly and get everybody on board is much tougher than um, than than you would think. So uh, anything from creating the vision to training the people to achieving an investors in people uh, or other type of um, uh, rec- recognition or accreditation um, that recognizes you know your leadership your staff and your continuous improvement agenda then I'd, I'd be more than happy to to help out and of course we'd probably collaborate on that wouldn't we Liz to we uh, definitely to definitely. to bring to bring value absolutely well listen thank you thank you for joining me like I say it's always a pleasure to talk to you so I'm sure I'll get you back on here again but thank you and yeah I'll see I'll see you soon thank all the you. very best thank you bye bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Electric Evolution with Liz Allen. If you want to find out more about Full Circle Continuous Improvement, please visit us at www.fullcircleci.co.uk. Don't forget to keep listening for more episodes coming up really soon.